What if you'll only be second best, or third, or fourth? This is Rabbi Yitzchak Price with another episode of Tachlis Talks, growth-oriented, partial-related Torah podcast. We are up to the Torah portion of Yisro. Yisro includes within it of the high points of the Parsha, the Ten Commandments. And of course, the whole notion of our interplay with God, the Torah that we get from God at Sinai, that great gift that allows us to constantly study, learn, and grow, really very significantly rooted in this week's Torah portion. But let's understand where we're up to as we open the portion. We have left Egypt, experienced the splitting of the sea, and the manna that's sustaining us on a daily basis, the man coming from heavens. We're uh, protected and fed and uh, supplied all of our needs by God. And just prior to getting to the Sinai, where we're going to have the Ten Commandments of this week's portion, we find ourselves at a place of Rafidim. And in Rafidim, we are attacked. We are attacked by Amalek, Amalek, the nation that is deemed the arch enemy of the Jew, and in a sense, the arch enemy of God, the nation that wants to see to it that the world not view God as in charge and in control, and not view Israel as reflective of God in this world, and they attack when we are in Rafidim. And the commentaries describe that the name Rafidim, Rafui, means weakened or softened, and refers to the notion of Rafu Yidehem in HaTorah, that we had weakened our hands from the Torah. Now, we don't yet have the Torah as we know it, the, the, the Torah scroll and, and the written text or even the Ten Commandments, but the concepts of the Torah, the messages of God that we had been given, and there was some element that we already had prior to the giving of the actual Torah, and we weakened our attachment, and hence were attacked at Rafidim. And it tried to explain what happened over there. How is it, as we are progressing, after miracle after miracle, progressing towards Sinai in an upward, elevated mode, ready to be receiving the Torah, that last juncture, we have some element of a weakness. And in the work Sichos Levi of uh, Rav of, of Blessed Memory, he describes and raises the question that How did we come at that juncture to this softening, this weakening? Ella, he writes, rather, The Yetzirah, the evil inclination, he tripped us up. He got us. How did he get us? That he convinced us. He, he worked into our minds that you're not ready to get the Torah. What are you heading? You're heading to Sinai? You think you're so perfect? You're going to be the generation to get the Torah at Sinai? And he put into our minds the sense that we're not ready for it. And we failed to recognize where we actually were, that we really were candidates for getting that Torah. We allowed him to convince us otherwise. We didn't strengthen ourselves to push him back and say, what are you talking about? I am good. I am good enough. And then comes Amalek. By the way, some commentaries describe the word Amalek. If you take the letters of Amalek and you add up in the numerology, you get to the same numerology as the word Safik. Safik, which is doubt. Amalek and Safik would both be 240, if I did that right. Safik, 60 and 80 and 100. Yes, so they're both at that um, 240. And the element of Amalek is the doubt. Is there really 
truth? Is there really God? Are you really capable? And he describes, continuing that paragraph, we must learn from this story. Not to allow ourselves to weaken. Not to get ourselves into a state of bemoaning, sorrowful, that we're not fit, we're not capable. When we see sometimes that we are failing to get to where we would like to get, we're not achieving what we wanted to achieve, and we're ending up with the A minus rather than the A, or the C minus rather than the C, whatever we were shooting for, we we failed to hit that point. We can make the tragic mistake of thinking, okay, why bother? I can't get to my goal, why stick with it? And we can make that grave mistake of letting that Yitzhahara dictate, hey, it doesn't pay, just give up. You're not going to get there, you're not going to achieve that perfection. Famous quote, I think it's actually a playoff of a quote of Voltaire, not that I'm fond of quoting him, but uh, the the way it's said is often that perfection is the enemy of the good. That when you're expecting perfection or shooting per- per- perfection and viewing it that it's got to be perfect or it doesn't pay, well, you know what? Most of us aren't going to be perfect about everything all of the time. Now, my listening audience, obviously, pretty much perfect about pretty much everything. But most human beings will fail to be, you know, there's a line uh, you know, the average person thinks he's greater than average. The average person thinks he's far greater than average in just about every pursuit that he involves himself in. But reality is, probably a lot of people who are a little bit better than us. So in one hand sense, it's healthy to tend to think, hey, I'm pretty good. But the risk is when I measure myself by the fact, hey, I'm, I'm pretty good, but I'm not as good as so-and-so. I'm not as good as I could be. So, hey, why bother aspiring to any more? That can be very, rather tragic. You know, if uh, odds are the average pianist going up today is not going to be Beethoven. But if you're going to measure yourself, but hey, if I'm not going to be Beethoven, it doesn't pay. You know, hey, I don't know if Beethoven's mother ever said, hey, who do you think you are? Are you thinking to be Beethoven? If you start with the attitude, you're not going to be the best, so why bother? You're going to fail to do a lot of things. And I don't know how many diets have ended and how many different programs of self-development have come to a crashing close because, hey, I'm not going to get to my ideal goal, so it just doesn't pay. But guess what? Invariably, it does. In that same piece, in his essay, which is really tied to that theme in last week's portion of the, of the attack of Amalek, right before this week's portion, of getting to Sinai, we're almost there. And we have that attack. In that same essay, Rudman addresses another element related to our relationship with Torah, 